I'm taking a shot. I'm, I'm doing, doing it big. big. Call me Marcus. Call me who? You, you can, can call, call me the kid. kid. Guess what? I don't know. What huh? you know? Welcome huh? to the show. Take a dive. No more give me five. Wake your shilly ash up. Willy nilly ash up. Sleeping in. Have no friends. Hilly billy ash up. Do we got a show for you today? So stay if you really wanna. Get your life and heart attack and we'll get you warmed up. Hot in Lake Michigan. Sizzling. Forget the past. You pissing in. Sit back. Relax. Stop listening. Blink and you might miss it. Skipping, you might kiss it. My ash, roll the intro, hold the mid roll. Psych, whether you knew it or not, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. Damn. Shut your slim shady ass up, real lazy ass up. Stop rapping, stop capping, play the music. Finally. <laughs> Bro, you cannot tell me that did not go hard. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Um, so if you're new, and hopefully you're not, hopefully you've been listening, but if you're new, welcome. Welcome to the show. And so at the beginning of the episodes, I love like, uh, just like, if I'm feeling down to get my creative juices going and to get, you know, talking because, you know, like making these episodes, like anyone, unless you're, I don't know, who talks a lot. Who's someone in your life that talks a lot? Say it all out right now. Okay, that person right there. Um, unless you're that person, it's hard to talk for a while, especially like keeping people engaged. And um, so if I'm coming to the studio, which is just my laptop and my microphone in my room, um, if I'm coming to the studio like down, sometimes I got to get myself up. So I like to create dumb things like that. So if you guys have any um, suggestions of what you want me to say in like my little rap or whatever I'm doing in the beginning, I won't probably put it in every episode because sometimes I come to the episode, I come ready to record, like, but sometimes I don't. So that really got me going. Um, <laughs> and I've been seeing that meme on TikTok all the time of that Eminem coffee pot thing. So I thought I would Rickroll everyone and do it. Someone said it's the new Rick Roll and I I think so as well. Um but yeah, okay, so this week is a solo show. Um I got a little drained having guests and interviewing them. Um even though I've only had 3 this season so far, but I thought I thought for the last Monday of the month it would just be me, a little recap of everything that happened. So, yeah, here we are. Um, so we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Um, like I said, my last podcast, I just got back to LA about two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, about two weeks ago, came to news that more and more people are getting COVID and it's not dropping, especially here. People are calling LA the epicenter of coronavirus. So, um, I'm trying to say safe. I'm trying to stay safe. Good at staying safe in like the COVID sense, but, um... The other night I made chicken for my girlfriend and I, and it was undercooked as hell. <laughs> like, I made really undercooked chicken. Uh, it was as if I, like, threw it in the microwave. So just, like, hot, raw chicken. I, you know, like, I cooked it on, I was, we were going through this thing, and I was like, oh, she's making it in the oven, but, like, I had a rehearsal. I have class from, like, 9 to 7, every day, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., and then I have rehearsal at, like, 7.30 to 10 p.m. And after, like, during and, like, after we tried to get some, like, dinner in, you know what I mean? 
And so we didn't have a lot of time to like cook chicken. I was going to cook it in the oven. And like, I feel like, you know, I've owned, I've had this little catering company with my best friend and like, and my mom has taught me a lot and I feel like I should be better at this. But I, I was like, no, I'll just cook it on the stove. Cause I love like cooking chicken on like the stove and, and like a pan. And, um, I was scared about it because I remember one time I made burgers for me and my brother and the, what happened was is I cooked it on high. So I put like the patty on, you know, on the, the pan or whatever. And I cooked it on high. And what happens when you cook like food, uh, on high, like it gets really hot too fast, pretty much. I think, yeah, I, I think I'm saying, I'm getting, I think I'm giving you correct information on this podcast. So don't like, if you listen to other ones, and you're like, okay, this doesn't seem right. Know that this is right. Okay, unless I'm wrong, but I think I'm right about this. So I, um, when you cook it on high, you shouldn't because what happened was is it burnt the outside. And so I was like, oh, okay, it's done. But the inside was completely raw. You know what I mean? So we were eating the burger, and I was like, oh, this is not good. This is, like, rare. So anyway, so, yeah, I cooked the chicken, and I tried to learn from my mistake, and I had it on medium. And I was cooking the chicken, and I thought everything was going good, blah, blah, blah. I even cut it open, and it was like, it. the chicken had a bone, so I didn't, like, cut it open and, like, make two halves. I, like, cut it open and pried it open to see if the inside was white, and it was. So then we started eating, and you got to, like, the center, and it was very bloody and very pink. Oh, and I feel like I let down the black community because we're supposed to be the kings of queens of cooking chicken good and i just ruined it by eating chicken like that it's it's basically you know like we were just eating raw hot chicken at the end of it and it was not good the next two days our stomachs were not feeling the best and yeah i just want to say i'm sorry um and uh, i'll never do that again or just cooking the oven or just cook better if you guys know what to do, like let me know, and I'll uh, <laughs> I'll cook I'll cook chicken better. Um, but yeah, but besides that news, um, this week, luckily I got cast in something soon, or I got an opportunity to be in something that I'm really nervous for, but excited for. Can't really say too much. Um, about it, but it's like, it's small, honestly, but I mean, no, 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 it's, it's huge. I don't know, whichever, whatever, wherever it is on the spectrum, it's something that I am excited for. So, but let me stop talking about it because you guys don't even know what it is. You're just going to tune it out. So recently I got braids. I mean, I mean, I don't have them right now. I took them out, but I got braids. Um, I looked like an off brand Fat Albert character. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I I actually didn't like them, but a lot of people did like them. So now I'm like questioning my identity. Like, okay, were they just lying to me? Are they just trying to make me feel better? Or like, do I actually need to keep braids? I, I took them out because like, I don't have my mom here to braid my hair. And, uh, you know, all the barbershops are closed and salons and stuff like that. So like, I I can't really keep them up myself. And, um, I have no black friends here that can braid hair, at least. I mean, I have black, like, friends. Not a lot. I wish I had more, but that's a topic for another time. Um, but, yeah, the one person 
um, who was here isn't here because we're doing this whole like online school thing. So they're just staying from home. The one person who I knew could braid isn't here anymore. So now we're here. But anyways, I'm back to looking like the same old boring Marcus. I used to have braids when I was, I was little, when I was like really young and my hair's getting pretty long. So why, why not? But if there's anyone listening who knows how to braid black hair, who's in LA, who can maybe get a COVID test and I'll pay for you to braid my hair if you're like COVID free. What's to braid my hair? Hit me up. You know where to go. Or do you? I don't know. Maybe. Who's Mark? Who did I use that, Marcus? Just hit me up on Instagram, whatever. Um, and we can figure it out. Because I wanna see, I wanna see if I can, if it's me. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't like it at first, other people did, so maybe I'll grow to like it. Because I didn't like my glasses for the longest time. And then I started to really like my glasses after other people were like, you know what, Marcus? Like, I prefer your glasses. Which at first, I was like, oh, okay, so I look ugly without them. And they're like, no, you just, it it fits you. Like, when you think of Marcus, you think of glasses. And I was like, okay. No, I did not have, like, a specific conversation where they said that exactly. But that's just, like, a a conversation I just, like, made up. But it, it's it's from true events, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just a bunch of people made that little conversation that I just said happened. School just started. School just started um, in my last semester. I'm Wait, am I? Yeah. I'm in my last semester of my sophomore year. My entire sophomore year of college was online. Well, no, no, no. Was it? No, no. Lying ass. Marcus. My, um, my entire sophomore year was not uh, online, but what? Is this the last? We did like two modules. Or that, was that into my freshman year? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm right. My la- my entire sophomore year of college has been online, and that's crazy. But I'm glad it's not my freshman year. You know, that would have been. I feel like a lot of the freshmen now in my school, like when we go back to school, I feel like they're gonna be different. Like, I, I just feel like they're going to stick to themselves a lot because, I mean, I see it right now. Like, a lot of the freshmen are kind of, like, joining the ranks within themselves. Like, becoming friends with themselves, having, like, parties, like, group things with them. So, like, when they come, I feel like they're already gonna, they're already gonna have, like, an established thing. Even though they've never, like, met the rest of us in real life. Only, like, a few. So, so yeah, it's a weird time. Like, people going through different stages, going through important stages of their life during the pandemic is going to make, like, a totally different, what, like, way of society. I don't know. Am I sounding, like, too cerebral? <laughs> but I, I, just, I just think that, like, people having their, you know, 18th birthday during the pandemic, it's, it's they don't have as many things ahead of them kind of because they can't do the things like I know I know someone who turned 18 and like uh the DMV was closed so like they can't go get their license you know or like people who have their 21st birthday in the pandemic and all like the bars and stuff are closed like if they drink if they choose to drink and stuff like that like you can't go out and experience that thing so that's something that's like a new You know, like years from now, they're going to be like, oh, what did you do on your 21st birthday? They'll be like, oh, I went to the corner store and bought some liquor and me and my 
me and my friend dr- drank in the room compared to other people who went out, you know? Or, you know, just there's so many things. There's so many things. And this pandemic is going to bring out so many things that I'm scared. I'm scared. But I'm also excited because a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, good can come out of bad. You know, like a lot of you. And it's 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 a world thing. You know, you make a mistake and then out of that mistake, you become a, hopefully. I mean, not a lot of people do, but hopefully a better person and a person you know, wanting to do good things. Coronavirus wasn't a mistake. It's a pandemic, you know, or it wasn't a mistake. I don't know. I don't think a virus can be a mistake. I think it just happens, you know? So this bad thing, like, I know there's a ton, tons of dancers who are really good self-taught dancers who are learning a bunch online and, like, they're going to you know, come out of this thing like strong when they go back to classes, like, oh, shoot, I can, I can do this. And that's something, that's something else. Like, I'm going to talk about this. So in class, and I'll probably bring this up with like other people because next week I plan to have, um, someone, uh, from my school, um, that I've been wanting to bring on the podcast, but in, I feel like online classes do suck, especially if you're in an art school, right? Like I'm taking acting class online and, trying to do shows online and auditions and like, um, you know, voice lessons and dance classes. Oh my gosh. Tap class online is like the craziest thing. Our first tap class, we, you know, the connection was off. Like you couldn't really hear all the music and tap is a big like hearing thing and well, feeling and hearing, like you got to be able to hear the rhythm to then do the rhythm. So like if you can't hear it directly or if it's a lag, if it's a lagged rhythm and you're like, wait, is this the actual thing? Um, it's it's hard. <laughs> and me not being the best tapper, first class was hard. But I, I noticed after after that class, I, I, I sat down and I was like, okay, all these classes, I'm having some type of breakthrough because yes, it sucks, like I said. But when you're in your space, you know what I mean? Like, and when the person's not in front of you, and especially in voice lessons, when they're not like right in front of you, you have more confidence. Well, I do, at least. I think I've had more breakthroughs in my voice lessons online, even though I don't like them online because like, you know, you're not there no one likes the online classes but I've had more breakthroughs because there's not that sense of you know like I'm in my own space I can make whatever noise I want like it's um they're not staring yes they're looking at me but I'm not looking dead into their eyes like it's still through a screen so it's this point of like you know I'm I'm okay but also with online school I've, I've noticed that you you're only going to get, and with school in general, honestly, you're going to get the same amount out of it if you put a whole lot of effort into it. That's just something we got to remember, you know, like that's something I've tried to remember. Like at, at my school, even when we were in person, you know, I would hear people like moan and groan and complain. Like, why are we doing this? Like, oh, I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, same now, but it's like, okay, but if you're going to class and you're you know, sitting in a chair every time you're supposed to do like your monologue or whatever. And the teacher is still telling you to like stand up and do all that stuff. Like you're not really doing yourself a favor. 
And, you know, you're actually worsening the situation. Whereas if you do something as simple as stand up while you're performing and do it like for real and not just do it for a grade, then you're going to realize that, oh, like I can do this and this is actually working. Or if in dance class, you know, you're not going full out. Or in any class, let me stop talking about art school because I don't know how many people are listening to this that go to art school. But like if you're in your, um, let's say like anthropology class, that's a that's a class that I like struggle to understand for a while. But if you're in your basic anthropology class and you're coming in online and you're like sleeping through the class and stuff, it's just and then you complain about it later. It's like, OK, is it the class or is it you? You know? But, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I just went on that little tangent. I just, I was just thinking about it this week. Okay. Okay. We're about to go on a break because I I need to get some more stuff on my chest, but I need to like go get some water. Um, but I forgot to do this at the beginning. I always forget. So let's do this right now. Okay. Everyone count. I'm going to cut down at five and tell me how you're doing. Just say it out loud. It's going to help. I promise. Um, and I'll respond accordingly to what you said because i'm that cool okay here we go one two three four five Mm, not too shabby not too shabby i i think i think everyone's okay but not like the best you know because we're coming out of 2020 and then the whole thing with the capitol happened and inauguration is coming up oh my gosh that's this wednesday there's going to be a riot. We already know. Let's go. I'm going to go drink some water. You get some water too. <laughs> and uh, and we'll be right back. Okay. Play the play the music. Okay. So I wanted to bring up this conversation, um, and uh, here we go. I might wriggle some worms. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? But um, I've learned I can't really click with white people anymore as much as I used to Um, because of, you know, because of what has been going on in the past year going on into this year, and you know, growing up, I um, was like, I'm cool with everybody. And like, I still am. Don't get me wrong. I still am. And honestly, I'm just talking to this podcast. And, you know, it, it might not even, this isn't like a constant, you know, thing when I meet someone, especially like a white person, like, oh, I can't be friends with you. It's not that. It's just that I've realized that like there's like white people tendencies that just sit with me wrong. (laughs) And and yeah, I mean, that's that's really it. Like I've found myself stepping back from a lot of like my like friendships with other white people because like you guys do crazy things. I, I mean, just I mean, the fact that, you know, a lot of your people are racist is one thing. But and here's the thing. If you feel upset by me saying this then like maybe go to one of your black friends or if I'm your black friend or any other or any of your POC friends and just be like yo like is there 
Like, are there any, like, microaggressions that I ever say to you that you want me to chill out on? Or is there any, like, you know, like, dark humor that I say that, like, you don't really mess with? You know, just let me know. Because if you feel that way, then, like, maybe, you know, you have said those things. And, like, the thing is, I get upset when, like, someone's like, oh, you're white and you have privilege or something like that. And then they're like, no, I don't. It's like, bro, like, listen, you getting defensive proves the point and then that defensiveness has just turned me off from a lot of a lot of like people that I used to be cool with and um I don't know I I just thought I would I thought I would say it and I'm wondering if anyone wants to come on we can talk about this I'll probably bring this up with someone so whatever but is there any like POCs and like black people who have found that they don't really like click with some of their old like white friends anymore. Like is there, cause that's a whole different mentality to like understand. Like I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So I was at a new year's party. Correction. I was at my house and my parents had on like over two friends to play cards. And okay. Yes. This white boy is nine, but like, whatever. I don't, I don't care. It still counts. So he like, he was just, he's just wild. And there's a lot of like white kids that I meet are wild. And there's a lot of white people that I meet are wild, like wild in a sense of they don't have like common sense. And okay, whatever, he's nine. I'm basing my whole like, my whole idea off of uh, an interaction with a nine-year-old I just have. But whatever, like he's going to grow up to be that wild nine-year-old. And, um, and like I've seen it, you know. I've seen it right in right in front of me. And you know what? Maybe it's not even a white thing. Like I'll I'll set that aside right now because he's violent. Like so, you know, he comes to our house and like he's playing whatever toys, he's young, whatever. But he he I was tr- kind of like trying to get him to calm down or whatever. He was like laughing blah 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 all that. And he he runs up to me, turns off the lights cuz I was next to the light switch on my staircase. Uh, to to go to the basement, he turns off the light and smacks me in my face, just like pop, 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 like hard. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this little kid just broke my nose. <laughs> well, it felt broken. It wasn't broken, but it felt like something out of a movie. Like he was a little curly haired ninja, you know, like just out of nowhere, turn off the lights and like killed me. And it's like I could hear his hand like wind up. So I was like, what's about to happen? And then the lights turned off and I'm already blind and smacked me, smack dab in the face. <laughs> um, and then he proceeded to like, you know, turn on the lights and he's always like hitting you and pointing guns at you. And I just don't know what that is in like people and kids when they're young. Like I really don't want to raise my kid to be violent or to laugh hysterically when they hurt someone, you know? And that's another thing. Like, I know this kid's mom, and this kid's mom will snatch him up in, in a second. You know what I mean? So it's it's not nothing. It's just him. <laughs> I don't... Maybe he'll grow out of it. But also, like, I even remember I was dating someone, and uh, <laughs> their little brother was just, like, this violent kid and, like, really enjoyed like hitting you and and you know pinching you and just like causing pain to other people and it was something in their eye and like this smile and I don't know what that comes from 
at all. But half of the but both of those kids have are white or have white in them. And is that it? I don't know. Am I I'm sorry to all the white people if I'm, if I'm offending you. I'm so sorry. Um but but just an observation, but just an observation, you know, because I have tons of black cousins and if they ever raise their hand at someone or their parents or disrespecting their parents or whatever, like it's it's over for them. Like they'll never they won't see the next day, you know? I don't know. I may be doing too much. I could talk about this for days and days, but <laughs> let's let's move on. I'm right though, right? Like has anyone else seen that? I really want to talk about that with someone. About like white people and their animalistic behavior. Especially kids. Like it's at it's grown. You know what I mean? Like it's it's there in the beginning. Whatever. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? If anyone wants to come on and further indulge into this conversation, then we can. But I just want y'all to know that, like, I don't be clicking with white people as much as I used to. And uh, that's a sign of growth, honey. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm just recapping everything. Uh, so I had some fun podcasts with uh, Malik. You should go listen to that one. And... Uh, Sarah and RJ. RJ was really fun. Something else that just happened that's pretty cool is, uh, so my school has this uh, pitch class where we pitch show ideas for the school to put in their season, whether it's a film or like an original piece or a musical, what have you. Um, so I, being the progressive that I'm trying to be, um, me and my roommate, Miles, Oh my, not my direct roommate, but like my sweet mate, whatever. My flatmate, way pitched once on this island. Um, and that got chosen to be in the running. So uh, you might hear me talk about that in the future, but I'm so excited to to have that show at my school and audition for that show. I'm gonna audition, whatever. And uh, I can't wait because... Like, my school, the thing about it is, and I mean, this is America, you know, like, the entire, like, America is a lot of white people, you know? Like, I mean, you can just look it up. It's it's a lot of white people. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, where I'm from, majority is white people, you know? Like, um, I know a lot of people who where they're from, the majority is white people. So, like, if my facts are off, like, okay, but I'm just going off of my my eyes back. But I'm not off because I just looked it up, and 73% of America is white. So, there's a knowledge for the day. But my school's majority is white people, you know? And we're, like, we have people, but, like, I don't know if I've said this, I'm I'm one of only two black guys in the musical theater department. And the musical theater department is not big at all. I mean, there's probably maybe 10 to 15 musical theater majors in each grade. And that might even be pushing it. I think I'm pushing it low-key. But, like, you know what I mean? And then out of, of like, the black acting majors, I mean, I'm I'm looking at my head right now. I mean, out of the people that are still there, there's, shoo, maybe 10? you know, out of, out of the entire school, and then, and, and that's not like, and that's not like, I'm not like pooping on my school, I'm just saying that's what it is, and you know, Hollywood is white too, so what have you, like, it's, it's just a universal, 
well, not universal, but an American thing. You know, it's just a, a lot of white people. And it's cool, whatever, but I feel like if you want to act on your, like, diversity, then you have to actively have it, you know, in your in your things. And like I said, this is not me throwing shade, but, like, my, you know, like, we're still in new school, and, like, they did a doll's house a little while ago, and the whole cast was white, except for one person of color who happened to be my girlfriend, and she's Puerto Rican, and she played the maid. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really their fault, but, like, come on. And that's why we were pitching this show, because we want to change that. We, when we pitched the show to, like, the higher-ups, you know, they were like, okay, well, how can we get, like, other people who aren't black or people of color involved? And it's just like, yo, like, that's the whole... <laughs> that's the whole... That's the whole point of... Of us doing this, like, all-black show. Once this Island is an all-black show. And I'm excited about the show, and... And, yeah, I just... I want everyone to know that, so keep your eyes out. Keep your ears open for more uh, Once on this Island news and how how we're going to get it done. Okay, so there's something that I wanted to cover that I don't know if, if I've ever covered on this show. But so, let's say, about a couple years ago, I just graduated. I just graduated high school, and I was 17, and I got a letter in the mail. And uh, it was from uh, Cutco, <laughs> Vector Marketing. Now, so yeah, I'm going to talk about like multi-level marketing for a second there because um, we're, you know, getting close to, it's getting almost to the end of the year. You know, we're in our last semester, last stretch. And I know I have like some high school listeners on here. And I want to let you know about like multi-level marketing and things like that, especially if you're in these groups of people, if you're black, you know what I mean? Like if you're a POC, if your family is middle-class, like poor, like if you're not from, you know, a wealthy, wealthy family. And, um, if you're, if you, if you're known to be like a gullible person, like I am, you can't fall (laughs) for these, for these schemes. So I used to work for Cutco. I worked there for a very short amount of time, probably about uh, two months. And the thing about Cutco is that on paper, it's not a pyramid scheme. You know what I mean? But if you think about it, it is. They could explain it so much to where you're not thinking that it's a pyramid scheme, But you got to remember, it's a business model that claims to be ethical. But if you really look at it, it's completely unethical. Like the amount of like emotional manipulation that I feel like these multi-level marketing things do to get you in their in their graphs, like really messes with you. I mean, I want to go to therapy for a bunch of different things, but like this, but that thing, like I... I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, even though it's been, what, like two years since I've even been a part of them. Because the thing is, is that Cutco, Cutco, you sell like knives and you sell product and the knives are actually like really cool. But the way of going about it, and they've, they've changed over the years, but it used to be where you had to buy your kit that you would go to people's houses 
and you like you'd pay ninety dollars for your kid or whatever or a hundred I don't know and then you go to people's houses and you give like a forty five minute presentation and you get like fifteen dollars per session or whatever and then you keep get people to buy but like if they like don't buy and even if they do you try to get like. 10 or more references from those people so you can still call other people. And so when, but when you start training at Cutco, Vector Marketing, whatever it is, and let me know if you've ever like worked in a, in a place like this, like just let me know. Well, actually, okay, let's go back to the interview process. So I get this letter in the mail and I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. There's a company like that sent me a letter by name like, okay, maybe I'm cool. Like, I can go in and get this job. And I tell people about it, and they're like, Cutco? Um, don't do it, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's, everyone's telling me not to do it, and I should have listened to them. But, yeah, everyone's telling me not to do it. But I'm like, no, like, I think this is a good opportunity for me. Like, you know, I need extra income right now to go towards paying rent for college. I'm about to move out to L.A., blah, blah, all, all this stuff. So I go... And first of all, it's a group interview. So that's already a red flag. You know, like if you're at a place and they're having a group interview, like in an office that you haven't really heard about, like that's, it's it's just weird and you shouldn't like, and you shouldn't really do. But me, me being the person that I am, always trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, like trying to believe in other people and stuff like that, um... I go, I go to the group interview. And so I go to this office and like we one by one all go in and they talk to us about some things, you know, basic interview questions or whatever. And then we have like the actual group interview process where we all go into this other room where they demonstrate like the knives and stuff. And we're like, oh, okay, this is a sales job. Cool. It's not. So after I got the job, I go and start training and we train with everyone and they, they tell you like, okay, so here's the thing, you we're going to give you this book and you're going to read your script and the people who you're going to sell to are your families and or your family and friends. So I want you to go to your phone and write down every contact that you know. Contact like your your friends, parents, blah blah blah, all that. Write it down cuz those are all your numbers and you're going to have to call them and get and you know, try to set set up an appointment to go and then sell them something. And so that's shady too you know, like going, you know, selling like to your family and stuff, you're already, they're, they're telling you, they're basically telling you, okay, if you have like a connection with someone, try to get money out of them, which is basically what like I had to do. And I, I feel so bad now because I'm like, yes, the products are good, whatever. The knives are like cool, but how you went about it, how you told me, and you know, from the start, it's always attacking the emotion. You know, it's like, okay, if you didn't get this sale, you didn't work hard enough, you didn't call me, you didn't do this, that, blah, 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 blah. You don't want this job as much as you think, blah, blah, blah. You could be making so much. You could be on your way to financial freedom at such a young age. Um, you need to just push, push, push. And uh, you're not worthy enough for anything else unless you're really good at this job. And you, that might sound like an exaggeration, but like if you're in it and I know there's someone listening who's probably have heard some of the same things and maybe a past MLM job that they were in, like that's the type of mentality they want you to have. I remember going to this like business like conference or whatever at like a Marriott 
in a conference room, of, and this person gets up and he's like, you know, uh, how much do you make? Blah blah blah. You got to quit your job because you can be making so much more here, and any other job is not going to let you be an entrepreneur or own your own business, basically, or work on your own time. When really you working so much that like. If you do all the math, like all the work that you had to do to even get one sale, especially if you're coming from a low income place, like all a lot of the people, you know, usually are people who are also low income people. And that's where it's really messed up, because then I'm going to people that I love and I'm either trying to recruit them for this scam or I'm trying to get them to sell these knives that anyone can go on the website and actually buy. You know what I mean? People that, you know, already knew me. I remember I went to this one um, older woman's house and she had seen me in things because like I've done shows at our um, theater and just around town. And, you know, before I started trying to sell stuff to her like it was all fun but once I started reading the script and saying the things they wanted me to say it was like she was so turned off and she was actually really upset and she told me to leave and I was like I'm well she didn't tell me to leave but she was like I'm not gonna buy anything blah 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 and it's because when you're on the phone in training I didn't tell you in the script they tell you um in training to say on the phone hey I just started this job um, I'm just starting out. Could I set up an appointment with you? This is just for training purposes, blah, blah, blah. You're, you don't have to buy anything, but by the end of it, you might want to because the products are really great, blah, blah, blah. They say, say something like that. And so they tell you that, you know, you don't have to sell anything and you're not going to get fired and stuff if you don't sell anything and blah, 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 all that. But then when you don't sell anything, they, you know, put it on you and they they're like what the heck blah, 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 all this other stuff but they say it in this this way that makes it seem like they're really friendly but really all they care about is money you know and then you know I had to send texts to all my friends to try to recruit people and then if I recruit a certain amount of people I get like you know um, I'm offered a trip to somewhere blah 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 all this other stuff that makes it a scam so honestly like if you want to do this job, like, okay. And, you know, I will say it works for some people. And there's certain, there's certain um, like, branches in the company that don't do bad. I, I mean, I know someone who sells, like, Herbalife products, and honestly, it's, like, that's her thing. And it's not, it, and it's really not bad. Like, the way she goes about it isn't, isn't bad. But, like, the, the just the whole structure of the company is just shady. And you when you're young and if this isn't your only thing like you're not going to be making money and I just I lost friends because of it and I lost you know the how my look like I kind of ruined some of my image when I worked there and um it made people you know I remember talking to a friend and you know her telling me like oh, you you shouldn't fall for this blah 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 and we don't even talk as much anymore and I feel like that might be a little bit of a reason just cuz I you know really wanted this job and I needed it you know that that's a that sucks and it's a you know you someone could come and respond to this and tell me so many reasons why it's not a scam but the way it's a scam cuz it's a scam on a person you know it's a scam on their soul it's it's a it can ruin a a person really 
because when that's like your job, like your whole life kind of revolves around selling that stuff. And that's what they want you to do. And, and yeah. And so then it's just like a virus that spreads to more and more people, especially if you're recruiting people. Um, but yeah, let me, let me stop talking about this. Let's actually take another break because I know that was a lot. And I'm sorry if you had no interest in that. But I know someone's listening who is probably going to get a letter in the mail from some MLM or someone selling, you know, soap or Monet, whatever it is, ACN, whatever. Um, and just know, like, you know, really, unless, like, you want to take the ride for yourself and see if it works for you and see if, like, if it's you, even though it shouldn't be anyone's. Um, just don't, don't fall for it and, you know, don't do it. It's okay if you deliver it Domino's or anything else. Like it is okay. It is okay. All right, let's take another break. I'm going to go use the bathroom. I don't know about y'all, but, uh, take the speaker to the toilet, wherever you're listening, the phone, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be like a little, a little pee session that we're having at the same time. Was that gross? A little bit. Okay, drink some. <laughs> Go away. I'll be. I'll be right back. Okay, so the show's almost over. I want to just end with one more thing. Um, something that like just came up in my mind with this like era of people who are trying new things. I, you know, know a lot of people like putting out music and poems and art and all that other stuff. I've seen like a decline in self-promoting. I feel like there shouldn't be. I mean, obviously like with the times that we're living in right now, read the room, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like if, if something crazy is going on in America, you, you know, like if there's you know, a new strain, a crazy new strain, or if things like people break into the, to the capital or another injustice upon black people occurs, like don't start, you know, posting about yourself because that's because people need to know information now. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Like a lot of the problem with everything that's been going on for years is that a lot of people were kept under everything's been kept in the dark and that doesn't need to be a thing anymore. But, but let me continue to explain. When you're self-promoting yourself, I feel like you should not be ashamed whatsoever. Because I felt like this recently when promoting my podcast. Because I was like, okay, I feel like this is just getting annoying, like me saying this. Obviously, like, like I know people are listening because I can look at analytics or whatever. But I know also a lot of people are just skipping or whatever. But the thing about it is, who else is going to know unless you say you know, like, unless you make a viral video or whatever, and like, you know, you get lucky and people start sharing and all that other stuff, then you have people, you know, making fan pages and they're doing it for you. But when you're like starting out, and especially if it's something that not a lot of people are like interested in, like if you draw or make podcasts, like no one listens to podcasts, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, if no one else is sharing or liking your stuff, like if you believe in it, and you enjoy it, then don't let that stop you. Don't let you feeling like it's annoying or don't let other people like skipping through your Snapchat stories or, you know, don't let that stop you because you could post, you know, a hundred songs on Spotify or, you know, 85 episodes on a podcast or blogs or whatever you do. And all it takes is one person to click on it. And if it brings them joy or helps them grow or find something that 
like maybe you're painting or whatever and someone sees it and they're like, you inspired me to paint. Like you've done your job. You know what I mean? Like you've sparked an interest in someone else. Even if you weren't going for that, even if you were really just, you know, trying to show off your stuff. Like if someone thought it was cool, like you did your job because it is cool. And it, you know, it sucks when you feel like other people don't think it's cool. But like if someone thinks it's cool, like they'll tell you. And it could take a long time, but it'll happen. But, like, keep believing in it. You know what I mean? And, yeah, oh, my gosh, I live in this scary apartment. Like, I keep hearing noises, and I keep thinking these people are behind me. Um, but, yeah, okay, this has been all over the place, like, every single one of my podcasts. Um, I'll see you guys in February. Um, let's start having some fun. Um, also, hey, this is, a, this is an all-call. So... If you listen to the podcast and you want to like promote something or if there's like a conversation you want to have or if you just want to do it, let me know. Um, I usually try to, you know, I like having specific people and like I like talking about certain stuff and um, but yeah, let me know. Like if you have an event happening or you need help on something that you think I can help you out with, or you need just a platform, you know, I might not have the biggest platform, but if you need a platform to share something, or you just want to talk to me and have some fun, let me know, and I can bring you on, like, or we can talk about it, you know what I mean? We can talk about it, um, but other than that, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, everyone, I'm, I'm gone, I hope you have a good week and or you know day or night wherever whatever time it is have a good time <laughs> yeah okay all right stay out of trouble unless you want more drama for your mom.